0: Hello there friends and welcome to the Friday Night Word Show on the Kualide FM podcast. This is a show that discusses family life problems and seeks to find solutions from the Word of God. My name is Tamsan Ogachuma and I'm your host for the next coming 20 minutes or so. And I just want to invite you, stay tuned to the Friday Night Word Show because this week the question that we're discussing says, How did your marriage get here? Oh well, maybe let me elaborate a bit. The question is, How did your marriage get to the state of exhaustion, excitement, anger, peacefulness, happiness, loneliness, fulfillment, discouragement, hopeful, sadness, uplifted, guilty, embarrassment, overwhelmed, or depressed? Well, your marriage is in a particular state right now, if I may say. It might be in a state that may be satisfactory to you. It may be in a state that is worrying to you. Well, the quality of your marriage may be in a questionable state or in a healthy state or in a, I really don't know what we're doing state. Or you may be asking yourself, what did I get myself into? Or maybe you're in a state where you say, I want more baby, I want more baby. Well, that's a good state if you may ask me. And the question is, how did your marriage get to the state that it is in right now, whether good or good? Bad. You see, what is important to know is you and your spouse must have done some things for your marriage to be where it is right now. Both of you contributed one way or the other. So whatever you did gives both of you data or information that you can use to say, I am happy or sad or confused, frustrated, or I just want to give up. So you know, on my marriage. So all these things, you might have done all these things that give you information or you might have experienced these things that gave you information to say, this is the state or this is the quality of my marriage. Well, the question still remains, how did your marriage get to the state that it is in right now? Have you ever sat down and asked yourself, What's the quality of my marriage right now? If I were to give it a report like they would give at school, what kind of a report would I give it? Would I give it a good report? Would I give it an excellent report? Would I give my marriage, um, you know, a below par uh, report? So, it is important to always look at the state of where your marriage is, and and you know, it's important to note that marriage relationships are constantly changing attitudes shift emotions fluctuate and the way spouses treat each other ebbs and flows between loving and not so loving you know so marriages are are constantly changing and Like, as human beings, we don't stay the same. Our behavior changes due to so many occurrences in our lives. I I can tell you, you are not what you were 10 years ago. Or you are not what you were 3 months ago. You've evolved because human beings evolved. You know, these changes may occur numerous times through the lifetime of a, a marriage. So meaning that your marriage is not the same. Year after year, it changes. It's either it becomes better, it becomes good, it becomes worse. So there's all these things that influence this. So every couple will experience a succession of positive, negative, drifting and confusing times. Think about it. You may be in a state right now where your marriage is so positive. You're enjoying it. You just want more. Or you might be in a in, in a situation right now where your marriage is like, you know what, this is not what I signed up for. So the value of identifying where your marriage is currently will help you become conscious of the present quality of your marriage and aware of the attitudes or the emotions and the actions that characterize your relationship. And so you you, you are at a point where if you get to know where your marriage is right now it will help you to make the right decisions it will help you either say whatever we're doing is working for us or whatever we're doing is not working for us well let's quickly look at what influences changes in our marriages what what influences me and my spouse or you and your spouse to behave the way you are behaving what could be the influence of why your marriage is where it is right now. Well, what we need to understand is that the changes we face in life and the way we process and respond to them influences the quality of our marriage. Well, let me repeat that statement. What we need to understand is that the changes we face in life and the way we process and respond to these occurrences in life influences the quality of our marriage. For example, let me give an example. The birth. Of a baby, the birth of a baby can, you know, I can I can tell you from experience, having had more than one child, you know, right now, and and you the experience the experience for both children that we have was was totally different. I remember the first time we had a child, I when the child would cry all night, you know, I got to a point where, you know, I was scared to go home. The death. Of a loved one you know the death of it may be the death of your parent it may be the death of your friend there may be the, the death of a, a sibling so it influences you illness in the family there might be an uncle sick they might be a, a father-in-law a mother-in-law sick a sister-in-law you you might your your spouse might be sick what else can influence the way we, we the quality of a marriage the in-laws that we have, you know, you might have in-laws that are quite loving and quite embracing. You might have in-laws that are demeaning, in-laws that are making you feel less, uh, less loved and less welcome into the family. That also influences the quality of your marriage. Getting a job, losing a job, the demands of a job. You you might have got a job and. It 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 brings about excitement. You're working so hard, so hard. You 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 you're neglecting home. You you might be you might have lost a job. You know, right now we 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 in the COVID nineteen uh, period uh, where it's estimated that about fifty percent of uh, you know the world population will lose its 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 jobs. So we, we might be getting into that season where people will lose their jobs and that will affect the quality of marriage we 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 and you know there's things like weight gain weight loss you know for women they might be have gained weight after the loss of a child or after the birth giving birth to a child and they're not feeling so confident they're not feeling so attractive and and so they're kind of pulling back they're kind of conscious about their weight they're kind of conscious about who they are and all these things affect the quality of marriage you, you you might be looking at things like uh, the financial ups and downs one moment you've got enough money the next moment it's not enough because you've got to take care of these costs you've got to support your family one way or the other you you've got depression i mean there's um this thing that uh, we experienced in our own marriage um postnatal depression where after giving birth um the, the, the wife feels you know there's a depression i I don't know how it comes about but it is there and one important thing that i learned is that supporting your spouse through that period of um uh postnatal depression helps you 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 you're there you're taking care of the child you you're keeping the child quiet and all these things help you you're looking at um uh, mood swings you one moment your spouse wakes up happy, the next moment they wake up, you know, looking like somebody slapped them during their sleep, and you, you've got uh, teenagers. Teenagers can be a challenge. They can be a challenge to your to the quality of your marriage. We've also got, you know, aging parents. Aging parents, you've got to take care of these parents. Do you have the finances to take care of them? Do you have the time to 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 nurse them, the 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 aging parents that need to be nursed? And sex, the, the your sex life influences the quality of your marriage also. You you might be, you know, in a in, in a in, in a situation where instead of having sex like you wanted to have sex like three or four times a week, you now have it about. Twice a month or you have it three times a month and it's affecting how you feel, you know, sexually or you might be having too much of it and you're feeling like this is too much. We need to slow down I no longer feel like I'm loved. I feel like an object. There's things like importance or let me call it erectile dysfunction where the man is no longer feeling, you know, he's no longer performing to a standard because his anatomy is not working the way it's supposed to work and finally it might be infidelity you know cheating upon another spouse so think about these things that i've mentioned all these things influence the quality of your marriage so how did your marriage get to where it is right now all these examples of situations and circumstances that put pressure on a marriage they put pressure on a marriage and they demand a response And so if we respond well in harmony with our spouse, it will help our marriage grow and stay positive. If we don't respond well or if our response clashes with our spouse's response, it will lead to a negativity, lethargy, coldness and resentment. So, you know, what's important is this. Our response to change consists of um, emotions, attitudes. You know, the combination of these factors will determine where your marriage is currently and possibly where it is going to. So your emotions, the balance of your emotions. So we we might go through different emotions and I just want to quickly name a few emotions. We, We might go through emotions of hurt. We might go through emotions of anger, disappointment, loneliness. We might go through emotions of fear we might go through emotions of sadness dejection apprehension discouragement resentment feelings of being uh, unappreciated or we might go through emotions of happiness satisfaction uh, accomplishment we might be connected we might go through emotions of excitement joy or hope so you know the the way you respond emotionally also influences the quality of your marriage. And we also spoke about attitudes. What, what, what attitudes are we talking about? There's negative attitudes. We've got a discouraging attitude, a frustration attitude, a hopelessness attitude. Let me talk about a bit about the negative attitude. If one spouse has got a negative attitude, it's most likely that they will impact negatively. The one who's got a, a positive, in, you know, attitude. We we, we we can also have attitudes of trust, commitment to growth and an attitude of relaxation. So all these, you know, some might have a, an attitude of blaming. Some have got an attitude of cert, uh, uncertainty. So, you know, all these things affect how we we respond to our spouses, and so when we 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 we, we we've got all these emotions and attitudes, there are actions that are born out of these things. So sometimes, if you've got all, um, you know, if you've got an emotion of excitement, an attitude of um, optimism, so the actions that might be born out of there are the actions of nurturing, planning, communicating, seeking help when needed so the climate of the relationship becomes a climate where we want to grow it's a it's a it's a it's a climate where we're taking care of each other well if you've got a a, you know an emotion of happiness trust so what happens is you, you you begin to communicate constructively those are the actions and so what what happens in the, the, in the relationship, what climate is, is produced, you've got a climate of, of being comfortable, of being attached to one another, of being supportive, of being understanding, whilst we can have the, the, the really negative opposite of these things, so if you've got anger, Hurt. You've got disappointment. It can give birth to a a, a climate in a relationship where the actions can be destructive. You're speaking harshly to one another. You're not even speaking. You're violent in in some instances. So what kind of climate will be, you know, be birthed in this relationship? There'll be coldness, harshness, bitterness, and, and conversations turn into arguments, and it's never about you. It's always about you know, money is always about children. It's never really about enhancing or growing each other in this relationship. So all these things, they they, they, they contribute to the quality of our relationship. And this is the Friday Night World Show. And so we just want to take a walk into the Bible and find out what happened, what lessons can we learn from the Bible. And I, I just picked up a very sensitive topic, um, you know, um, Scripture, I, I picked it up from the book of First Samuel chapter um, 1 verses 5 to um, 8. So, but Hannah, you know, Hannah, Hannah, let me read it as it is. It reads, but unto Hannah he gave away the portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. Verse 8, then said Elkanah her husband to Hannah, why weepest thou? Why eatest thou not, and why is thy heart grieved? Am I not better to thee than ten sons? now this is the quality of marriage let me let me explain a bit what it means. Hannah did not choose to be barren. the Bible puts it in plain that God shut up her womb she could not give birth because it was God who shut up her womb and when elkanah rather than pressuring her to have children rather than you know making her feel bad because she could not have children tells her you're worth to me more than 10 sons okay can, can 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 you hear how elkanah is building up the quality of their marriage Is building it up for the positive he's saying to hannah i love you with or without children and listen to, Let's think about this. How many cases have you heard about couples who could not have children? And they're drifting apart because they're blaming each other for not having children. The in-laws have now got involved. They're saying, you, you you, cannot give our son a child. What kind of a woman are you? And in, in some instances, they're looking for a wife for the son. Or oh, they're saying to the son, what kind of a man? You're not a man. You can't even impregnate our child. We need grandchildren. And, and and that challenges you as a couple. It, it, it talks to where your marriage is right now. If you're a couple right now and you, you don't have a child, what are you doing to build the quality of your marriage in spite of not having children? Let not having children affect the quality, not having children affect the quality of your marriage. Rather, let this thing of not having children. Bring you closer together. Talk about it. Build each other up. Encourage one another. You know, Elkanah showed love. Many couples are going through a negative, uh, this negative time. But Elkanah showed love. And I just want to encourage spouses that are struggling to have children. Give each other love. Don't point fingers at each other. Don't blame each other. Because the moment you start pointing fingers at each other, it will affect the quality of your marriage. Um, in one of the podcasts that we shared previously, I, I once said it is important that couples have the SOMA instead of the Sona. The SOMA the soma is state of the marriage address. So, they, wh- why have this? We look at our achievements. We look at our failures why did we why did we fail how did we fail what did we contribute towards our failure how did we respond to this failure so let me repeat that you look at your achievements what did we do to, to get to these achievements what did we do to, to, how did we respond to these achievements? What are we doing about these achievements? Are we celebrating them? Are we, are we growing in these achievements? How did we, in our failures, how did we fail? Why did we fail? Why, what, what didn't we do right? And so as, as, you, as you go through this state of the nation address, here's what is important. Do not go through this sit down as a couple, as if you are on twitter you know uh, with all due respect twitter is a very negative place and it's got it got it, it has its positives twitter you've got so many people who are sitting on twitter who know what is best for other people and yet they don't know what is best for themselves You've got people who are professional complainers. You've got people who are are professional finger pointers. You've got people who who know what is best for everyone else except themselves. And so in, in a marriage discussion, in whatever you're discussing, do not behave like Twitter. Be understanding. In actual fact, our discussions in marriage should be influenced by the following verse. And that verse is found in the book of Matthew, chapter 7, uh, verses 3 to 5. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is is in thine own eye? Or how will it thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out thy mote out of thine eye, and behold, the beam is in thine own eye? Verse 5. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thy own eye, then shalt see clearly to cast out the mote out of the brother's eye. You know, um <laughs> it's very important when you have a discussion as husband and wife to say, to let Matthew 7 verses 3 to 5 guide you. Before you even point to your spouse's negatives. First look at your own negatives. You know, <laughs> Let me give you a challenge. I've noticed that if I were to ask you to list at least 10 negative things about somebody else, you know, I can guarantee you it would take you just a few minutes. But if the tables were turned around and we say, write 10 negative things about yourself, even an hour would lapse before you get to 10 or maybe days or weeks because we've got a tendency not to see the bad in ourselves. We've got a tendency to say, "I, I, I, I did my best he or she did not do their best and and as you as you reflect on what have you how did you get how did your marriage get to this point you you've contributed your spouse has contributed you have contributed the devil will also try to speak to your mind his message will go you know he will say to you well certainly you 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 are in the situation because of what your spouse did it's not your fault it's your spouse spouse who, 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 who forced you into this corner. Now, you know, the devil doesn't want you to, to be honest. He wants you to blame others for your own mistakes in a relationship. He, 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 you know, he, like uh, I was talking to a friend of mine and they were saying, I want to get a divorce. So, they spoke to me about this thing for quite some time. Eventually, I then asked them, I said, you want a divorce so much. Tell me, in this relationship that you say you want to exit, did you do your best? The the, the way your spouse is is, is reacting to you, is it that they are are the one who is totally wrong or there is something that you might have done that brought them to this point? And at that point, there was a bit of some silence and introspection and an admission that I could have done things better. And the quality of your marriage needs you to reflect and be honest with yourself to say, did I give my best? Did I give my best? Or, oh, I gave my best and this is why we are where we are. So what is the quality of your marriage? What has influenced the quality of your marriage? And l- remember the book of Genesis, when God asks Adam. Adam, where are you? <laughs> Adam says, it is this woman and, uh, and Eve says it is the snake. <laughs> so if we're going to deal with what we've done or with our failures or with our successes, we must be willing to identify them and be willing to accept the responsibility for our own good behavior or wrongful behavior. For example, a spouse may complain and say that the sex in our marriage has died because my wife is ever giving me excuses. Well, maybe you may not have been approaching sex in a manner that pleases her or woes her. You you must be able to admit to say, I, I could have charmed her better. I could have created the right environment and have been more romantic and more, you know, communicated better. So, we, 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 we've we got to look at these things and say, did I give my best? Now, as we're about to come to the end of this show, this is what I just want to also remind you. As you reflect as on where you are in your marriage, the successes and and the failures in your marriage, you know, the devil will tell you to defend yourself and say that whatever your spouse is saying, is really not the whole picture. Your you, your spouse is over exaggerating your spouse whatever your spouse is saying you did not do right. He's over or she's over uh, exaggerating. So Here's what I want us to recognize. Marriage is a two-way street. Neither of you is perfect. And each of you must deal with their own failures. The first step is to identify failures and take responsibility for them. And when your spouse highlights your strengths, celebrate them. When they highlight your weaknesses, pray and don't be defensive. And highlight the failure when it's your turn, not the person. And be willing to forgive now next week we're going to discuss forgiveness and we've invited somebody to come and talk to us about forgiveness for because forgiveness is a serious issue and 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 so we've spoken at length about the quality of your marriage where is your marriage right now now that we've spoken at length about what You know, what influences where your marriage is? And as you talk about these things that influence where your marriage is, are you being honest? Are you being responsible? Are you being accountable? And finally, are you willing to forgive? Now, let me explain forgiveness in the words that I once understood from a particular pastor. Forgiveness is to forego the punishment that was meant for the person who wronged you. So if your spouse has confessed and has repented of their mistakes, it is important to forgive them. Now forgiveness does not mean that you 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 have forgotten. You know you it does not mean you won't recall the incident. It, it simply means that you 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 are at a point where you you say I forgive you. I forgot the punishment that I was supposed to. Now remember, let's go to the Lord's prayer. The Lord's prayer he says it says. Um, Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Now, this also speaks to the quality of our marriage. Some of us, our marriage is toxic right now because we have not forgiven. Forgiveness is a very important element in marriage. If you cannot forgive, then marriage will become difficult. The quality of your marriage will be compromised. And also, the, the, the ability to, to, to listen. Is, a, is something that influences the quality of your marriage. If you're a person who listens and understands what your spouse is saying, it will influence the quality of your marriage positively. But if you're a person who doesn't listen, that will also affect the quality of your marriage. So there's every day we do something that affects the quality of our marriage. And so I ask the question this evening or this morning or this afternoon, depending on the time that you're listening to this podcast, how did your marriage get to where it is today? What did you do right for your marriage to be where it is today? What did you do wrong, you know, to influence the the way your marriage is today? I want you to reflect, reflect on the quality of your marriage. Is If your marriage is falling apart, take time with your spouse to talk about it. Create the right environment that you may talk about it. Pray before you talk about it. Pray as you talk about these things. If your marriage is going good, talk about it also. What is it that you're doing good? And listen... Life has got ups and downs. Your marriage might be good today. Tomorrow, it might be compromised. Next week, it might be in between. You might not even be knowing where you are. And and, and in, 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 in people will tell you, in 40 years, in, in 10 years, you experience so many different times and situations in your marriage. Sometimes you think, man, we're having fun. And then, boom, you're fighting. And you ask yourself, what? Just went wrong what happened and, and 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 maybe for two weeks you're not talking to each other that is affecting the quality of your marriage now, now marriage is not about how long you've been married marriage is how have you been treating each other in this marriage how have you been loving each other how has been the quality of life and the quality of life is just not about the money it is about how you are relating how you are coexisting together are you are you creating a legacy that you will leave for your children can your children look at you and, and say that's the kind of marriage that i want to have you know i i had a very interesting conversation with my daughter this evening she asks me because we're watching a movie and this woman this wife oh girlfriend, I don't know what it is, abuses money. And the husband is so angry. And so my daughter asks me a question. She says to me, Daddy, what will you do if mommy abuses money? That was a very interesting and very delicate question. I responded to it the way I responded to it. But here's what I learned. She wanted to understand how will you treat my mother. And so your children are looking at how you are treating one another. And it is teaching them about the quality of marriage. Of your marriage. And you might perpetuate a very beautiful quality of marriage through your children. Or you might perpetuate a very bad quality type of marriage. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Friday Night Watch Show on the Quality FM podcast. And the name is Tamsanga Okachuma. And I just want to challenge you. Improve. The quality of your marriage Look at where you are today Ask yourself, interrogate, introspect How did we get to where we are How did our marriage Get to where it is today Surely You must have done something And there was a lot of things that influenced you And you responded to them In a certain way How can you improve How can you continue adding on what you have done You know To make your marriage good Well, I just want to encourage you. Work on the quality of your marriage. Have a qualitative rather than a quantitative marriage. And well, until we meet again next time, if you want to uh, download our podcasts, other podcasts, you you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Golide FM or you can go to our Facebook page on Golide FM or you can go onto our Twitter page at Golide FM or you can also download our podcast from uh, golidefm.podbean.com. And I just want to encourage you. Share this podcast with other married people, with other people that uh, want to get married. Let's improve the quality of relationships. By sharing this podcast, you may be helping somebody to improve their quality of marriage. Well, until we meet again May the good Lord bless you. And I just leave you with a beautiful song. I hope that you will enjoy it. My name is Tamsana and I've been your host on the Friday Night Word Show on the Kolide FM podcast. Until we meet again next time. And remember, when we meet again next time, we are talking about the sensitive issue of forgiveness. And we've invited somebody who's a specialist in spiritual issues to talk to us about forgiveness. Ciao! Siguho in
1: i